All right, folks, welcome to another GD Podcast. I'm your host, Guy DeMarco. This week, Tom Fuller is the guest. Sat down with him for about an hour at the AG Cup on Sunday night after the majority of competitors had left. It was myself, Tom, Brandon Haywood was still there, uh, Brad Wright, and the director of the PRS, Ken Wheeler. We were all just hanging around, and I finally snagged Tom to kind of reflect on the last five years of the AG Cup, the fifth year of the AG Cup, the first year it was held at the Clinton House Plantation, what he thought of the match, having it on one firing line, some hunting property out back, what he thought of the match, how things played out, talked about the states that got tossed out, we talked about the past, the present, and the future of the AG Cup. So stay tuned, give it a listen, and tell me what you think. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, we are here. It is the end of the night. People are starting to trickle out, and I've got the man with the brain behind it all, (laughs) and the drive, and the determination to bring the nation's best shooters together and compete for the biggest purse in precision rifle history, Mr. Tom Fuller of Armageddon Gear. You're a tired man, sir. Yeah, well. It's been a, it's been a long week, and it's been a longer three days. Well, right this moment, I'm, I'm riding on that, like, that energy you get from just the event. You yeah. know, like everybody's, the, everybody's happy, everybody's uh, just the, the you know, you know the, the energy just from, yeah. from the shooters, from the, from the, it, it just, you know, so right now I'm feeling good, but here in about an hour, I'm going to be crashing and burning hard, I'm sure. But yeah, it's three days, uh, a week of starting to pound targets then then you know, trying to, uh, laze everything and, yeah. and, and then write the course of fire for the target you put out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, you know, this is a three day match. Uh, I, didn't have i didn't bring all my targets i right. i relied on the facilities and uh i you know they didn't have they run a lot of one day matches here very successfully it's a great facility but uh you know doing a three day match you know i brought a little bit of steel so we had to harvest steel mm-hmm. cannibalize from day one and day two to make day three so every night after the award ceremonies every day and all stuff i'm going out there pulling steel running it to what half a mile mile yeah. away hanging it back up and then trying to write a matchbook in the middle of the night yeah i'm tired uh, yeah. but but you know what makes you the most tired is when you're out there on the range and it's stage one and two first rounds are going down range and you're like okay what's going to go wrong what's going to go wrong mm-hmm. and then the radar shows us weather coming and you're shooting a 1300 yard stage and you're like okay we got to move now is the next squad going to get totally wind screwed and is my match not going to be relevant or fair because of the way i did it and you know how hard we try to make the match fair and i rolled the dice on this morning yeah you know to make that to hope that worked out well and it did man and it did so good but you know that stress and that thinking and wondering what's going on and i say stress it's it's yeah it's a little bit of stress i'd say anxiety more than stress uh i actually enjoyed this event i i didn't feel very stressed at all you you see me at every one of these guys and uh man you've seen me everything from yelling at people and mad and upset to just being stressed out and to man i like this one was a man. I, this was probably the best one. And I and I and I honestly think that you know my energy and and my um, 
you know, how I'm feeling is transferring to everybody, how I talk yeah. to people, how I, you know, so I feel like. And that's, that's general in life, but yeah, yeah we got, sure. yeah. we got, you know, I think it was 28 total. I think 30, 30 signed up. A couple weren't able to make it. So we had 28. 29, and, I think. We, oh, no, 28, 28. You're right. Steve Eames didn't show up. So, I mean, 28 of the best shooters in the country and we had some new people to the to the ag cup this year we had yeah, we had a, the, yeah the winner the winner <laughs> had never new to the AG cup. had never shot before we had um who was it uh mr trong we had chad estes we mm -hmm. had um roger shot it last year um joshua ulicky he shot it last he year. He shot it last year. So like we got a couple of a couple of repeats and some brand yeah. new guys. Yeah, and we did, and that's good. It was it was awesome. Yeah. It turned out really good. Now day one and day two, um, we're on the same firing line. We kind of segregated where the stages were were at, and uh, it was a UKD range. There there were berms, and they had target distances like they did on every stage this match. But like it wasn't necessarily like here's berm one here's berm two it was all over this range there was out to a thousand there was um something that you did this year that uh, hasn't been standard for every year was you put a target placard for the stage next to each target on that range because there was so much steel on that range i actually did that at arena because you remember oh. arena's uh Arena's just a big thing. Well, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. A, it didn't correspond to the stage number. Like that first year, I did like you know on stage five targets were marked by a smiley face placard. Right. Or, you know, I did just something things. Yeah, just to make it you know interesting. But uh, that because you're looking down a big flat range, and the right. reason I did that, man, is uh, there were a few of the stages because it's not a range. Right. You know, like K and M, where you know all target one on stage one are right in front of you and and when you move down the road those targets are in front of you this is it's just a big hillside yeah with draws and cuts and everything and i just i, I just can't i don't want these guys to i don't want ever want it to be like a searching for targets search for target make sure it's the right i just want them to shoot you know so yeah. i just made it as dummy proof as i could but uh because i want it to be a shooting match not a find the target match right uh, you know but I probably didn't have to do right. that, and I doubt I ever will again, uh, okay. unless it's really super confusing. Okay. You know, I think I'll do what I did today, which is run down and take a target down that was happened to be close to another stage target and run back and put it up while they're moving squads or something. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think that there's any match that ever runs perfect, and there – and. We did have some issues. Yep. We did have to st throw a stage out. Yep, and that's like the match director's worst fear, right? Right. But, it, you know, it didn't bother me to do it. Right. I mean, other than, I guess, you know, the having to own up to making a mistake. Right. But I, I don't care about that. I mean, you know, um, yeah, nobody wants to have to throw a, match, a stage out. Do you want me to go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, could you – because I – so because this is being live streamed and – the points, the point system is live and everything like that. Some people have asked me what was going on with it, and I was like, yeah, I'll just tell "Well, them. I mean, it wasn't my stage, so I don't know exactly what was going okay, on." Okay, here, here's what happened with it. When uh, so there was, they have a three or four conex little complex there, and there's a conex on the there's two conexes on the bottom, one that goes across the top, and basically, 
when we proofed the stage, we got up in top mm -hmm. because that kind of expands to others and the tip of it's on one connex and the tip's underneath it's open. Right. So we got up there, looked through the window on glass and ran around in the bottom. Right. I was like, no, it doesn't really affect it at all. Maybe just it's, you know, it's not even, not even worth mentioning. What I didn't do was test if the bottom moved when people are moving well, in the top. Right. Well, who, I mean, you know, I just was like, oh, it's sitting on the ground. You know, yeah, it's it should not, be super solid. Yeah. Well, the walls apparently or something was flexing. So um, the stage is going on and I'm like, wow, I didn't think this stage would be so hard. And then one of the shooters came out and I heard him just, he wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't talking to me. He just was kind of talking to himself. He's like, God, what? those guys upstairs moving around, you know? And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't check that. Right. So then I started looking at guys going through there and the scores were low. And at that same time, we had four stages going on, shooting in roughly the same direction at roughly the same target distances, roughly mm -hmm. the same target sizes. And these were very steady positions. And this the hit rate was low. Wasn't it something like 45%? It was 45% in the exact same stages at the same ranges, target size, et cetera, were 65 to 75. And I'm like, whoa, that's, that's, that's math we looked at later. And, and I'm like, okay. And then I, you know, no, no shooter to the credit. Nobody came up to me and said, hey, that, you know, that really affected. But then you saw a guy. So I started watching then. Mm -hmm. And then I watched the guy, and just so happened they were between shooters up top, so nobody was really moving around. He gets an 11. He earned the 11, of course. Right. But – and then you get another guy who has shot the match super well, gets a four, and guys are running around while he's doing it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And mm -hmm. as much as I hated to do it, it's the integrity of the event. I right. mean, you know, like if I were worried about my reputation, I would be like, uh, it's uh, whatever shut up it's a match you just, you're mad because you didn't get and i'm like you know we try so hard to make the shooters hold themselves to a high you know standard at this match mm -hmm. when it comes to integrity and talking and sharing win calls and doing the right thing and i asked them to do that well i have to do the same thing if i made a mistake yeah that cost that that turned out to be unfair well the, the only thing to do it's a it's a horrible thing to do but i don't care because it was the right thing to do right. so I, I don't care i mean yeah i threw it out i'm a horrible match director whatever i don't care but it was i mean you only hold one match a year. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah yeah like i said like i said at the, like I said at the shooter brief you know, everybody knows i'm not really a match director i just pretend to be one at the ag cup but, right uh, but uh uh but no it was the right thing to do i'm glad i did it and uh it you know didn't take nothing away from the guys that did get on that, you right. know, other than the uh, took the points away, we still gave uh, Gary a thousand dollars. Yep, and he still made the last day, and, you know, and, and it may have affected somebody. I didn't, I didn't go in and sweat over it to the details to say like who would have made day three if I hadn't thrown that out. I, right, I'm, there could have been somebody, but I really believe that because you threw it out on day one. Yeah, I did, and I really believe that. Even the guys that did well on that stage probably knew it was probably the right call. Right. But, you know. Even if they scored super good, <laughs> you don't want to get to the to the day three based on somebody else not having a fair shake at a stage. That's exactly right. And I think everybody that's here under understood that. Um, now, 
we did have some targets go down. Yeah, well, I mean, that's here's why. Uh, it's a field fire match, basically, mm-hmm. and I'm and you're putting pickets. You, you don't shoot a lot of matches anymore on pickets on on, on right. tee posts, right? So uh, when you drive a tee post in the ground and throw a hanger on it, and you're trying to use small targets, there's not a lot of weight to hold that target on. Right, it swings off. So. And because, as I mentioned earlier, I was harvesting targets from stage one, you know, from you know, to move it around. Uh, so I didn't. Sometimes I didn't have the same size target to put two on a hanger. Mm-hmm. You know. So anyway, yeah, that I think we had one on day one. I think so, something like that. And then to, it was it was on my stage. Yeah, and day two there was none. And today, because it was truly a field fire match, it was, and it was very small targets. And and think about it, if you, you never if, have you never have enough small targets. Right, I mean, we're the, talking four and six inch targets, pretty much spread out through the entire course of fire. That's exactly right. So uh, <laughs> one thing I'm gonna one lesson I learned from this, and you know, is uh, when I get back, my steel guy is gonna make me. What do we have? We have 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20 inch targets, right? That's what yep. we have. I am going to have 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I'm going to have them all so we can actually shoot one MOA targets and have those and not and, sweat over it because I'm like, yeah. well, you know, and you know the deal. At short ranges, when you're using hangers like that, you put two targets on the same hanger and they won't fall off. And that's what, and I just, I was just limited. But you know what? We still were done at 3 o'clock. And those kind of things, they don't really bother me. I, man, I've, I've been shooting this sport since we laid down around cow patties. And, you know, yeah. and, and, you know and, and it's like, uh, you know, uh, and if it offends somebody that they had to stop for two minutes for somebody right down range and fin a target, well, yeah, that's okay. I, of course, I would prefer it to be better and way more professional. But at the end of the day, it did not affect, you know, I don't think it affected anybody. It definitely didn't affect anybody's wind call. So, because if we, if they were getting ready to shoot, and then we said, "Hey, we got to go cold," we gave them their thirty seconds back on glass. Right. So, like, yeah, it's oh man, my wind call's gone. Okay, yeah, maybe the wind picked up, or maybe it died off, and you ended up better. Um, To have three three target issues over a three day match that sucks. Even though today the same target had an issue two or three times, but we finally fixed. I put three targets on the same hanger. And it finally stopped <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, so, but yeah, that that stuff doesn't bother me. I, I'm just like whatever, man. You know, it's, yeah, everything worked out. It didn't affect nobody's score. It didn't affect you know anything like that. So, so fifth year, fifth year AG Cup, we've done it in Arena twice. We've done it at KM twice. And now we've got it Clinton House one. How did you come to find Clinton House to be able to host the AG Cup? How did how did kind of that come to so I shot, I shot here before they even had a PRS range. This, this was a sporting clays facility, yep. and they had pist- a few pistol bays and a few carbine bays. Um, oh, man, how long ago was that? Um, six, seven, eight years ago, they, they did a sniper match here. Okay. It was back in the uh, uh, one of Joe Burdick's matches. Okay. Uh, but anyway, it was a sniper match where you had to walk 30 miles around the course, you know, all right. day, you know, and for three days and sleep outside and all that stuff. Me and Brian Sykes did it. Um, and we just ran, we just walked around and there's a random gap through the trees and you shot and then you just walked into a mile and got to the next place. And that was one of those sniper matches. 
and I just like the facility, but more importantly, I like the people that ran it. Mike Sexton, mm -hmm. who if you're a three-gun guy, you know him. Mm -hmm. He's been around forever. He's a great guy, super dude. And I was like, man, this is a cool place. So when I did the second or third AZ Cup, maybe the second, I came here and looked at it. <clears throat> but it wasn't, it just wasn't developed enough. It, right. They still had those same like rough places to shoot. And I'm like, mm, this is just be too hard. Um, but since then, they've done that whole UKD range where we did right. 20 stages. Yep. Uh, and Tommy Goodson's running ma the, one, right, the one yeah. day matches out here. So that's it right. has been developing to the point where they're, they're having one day series. Yeah. Uh, uh, PRS regional matches out here. That's right. And, uh, and it's very unlike arena, very unlike K&M. Yes. We're basically, I mean, you all those little cuts, all those little draws, all those little creek beds and stuff running through there, a patch of trees here, not a patch of trees. Man, you talk about, like, wind getting funky, and that's everything I've heard about this place is, wow, the wind gets funky. Uh, just because of the terrain, kind of like shooting the old uh, heat stroke match in Oklahoma, man. Mm -hmm. There's little draws and cuts everywhere. You're... You're, you're shooting high, and you're like, why am I shooting high? I'm an, I'm a, you know, I'm an, I'm an East Coast guy. Now the wind's coming up that draw. It's blowing your bullet up. It's like, oh, duh. I, you know, I'm exactly. just not used to that, you know? Right. Um, but that's how I found this place. And, uh, and I heard they were doing one days again, so I came back and looked at it, and I'm like, holy cow, yeah. And I can do two days here. What about that place we shot those snipers matches? And they're like, yeah, we could probably do something like that. And they took me out and showed me that. And I'm like, man, I think we could do four stages here, six stages here. And I was like, man, but now ah, those trees are in the way. I don't think we can use it. Oh, we'll take them down. I mean, they were up while we were shooting stage one and stage two today. They were up there with a chainsaw getting something else out of the way yeah. so we could go shoot stage three yeah. and four. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they were doing up there, but the, the stage was ready. When I set the targets a couple of weeks ago or that target last week, that's the, that's, I don't know what they were cutting. I heard it, but, dude, I will tell you. That tower, that little tower they yeah. built at the 1300, that was just a little hill behind the 1,000 yard. And I'm like, man, if, if you guys move some trees, we could probably shoot from here. They cleared that entire lane with a track hoe and a bulldozer and built that a, whole thing. A badass tower since I was here a few months and it's, ago. It's not a rickety tower. It is a, oh, it is a, a tower. Huge telephone poles holding it up, man. No, it doesn't. That thing's solid. And then out there at the hillside where mm -hmm. we finished today, uh, that creek bottom down there, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you went downrange. You probably I didn't. I did not. Man, that's all freshly cleared. They actually just cleared all those trees and stuff out. Just well, I saw the little burn pile that was still kind mm -hmm. of smoking, mm -hmm. and it wasn't smoking when we first got there, but later on it started to kind of smoke up. because the wind picked up. Picked up, yeah. burned them embers, <clears> and then... You could see a little bit of if you were that was giving those guys a wind a call. A little too, bit of yep. a wind call. Yep. I was like, oh, I hope they see that. I'm not mm -hmm. saying nothing, but I hope they see that. Yeah. At least give them a direction. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> nobody saw. None of the competitors saw that side of the range, so it was completely blind. Yeah. You've been to Arena, you know what you're getting. You've been to K and M, shot there a hundred times. You come here, most of them haven't been here okay, you shot day one. We know what type of terrain we're shooting in day two, but day three is completely blind. No, but not a single competitor saw what they were getting on day three. And I think to, to have the AG Cup final day completely blind was fair and equitable for every shooter 
all 15 of them today. Yeah, I do too. And you know what else was cool, and you're probably going to get to this, but we had to, the competitors had to drive, get out of their car, shoot a stage, get in their car, drive, shoot two stages, I mean, drive, get in their car, get out, yep. shoot two more stages, drive, get in their car, and finish the day with six stages. But we shot in two completely different directions on two different parts of the property in two different, you know, conditions. Absolutely. Uh, that, that makes a difference, right? Because you're really starting all over when we went from four to five. Yep. Think about it. Because, you know, after you shoot two or three or four stages you in the same direction on the same range, you kind of got things what the figured out. And all on. of a sudden now it's like, hey, instead of shooting east, now we're shooting due north. Yep. In in a totally different train. And it's like, oh, it's like stage one all over again. And yep. and I really like that, you know. In a, lar- in a large field of fire, too. Like, when we got up into the stages uh, seven, eight, nine, and ten, like – you kind of shot off to the right and then large pan off to the left. Yeah. So your your direction of fire, you went from shooting against the wind to into the wind to, you know, your your wind your wind holds definitely changed. And we after the match, naturally, we were we were kind of talking there like we were going starting at six, going up to eight, dropping a two, finishing at four tenths, like but on both sides of the target. Like as I spotted, I could see, be like, well, that one was off left. Well, this one was off right. Okay, he hit it. And then you'd move positions, and then it would you'd have to figure out a win call all over again. Yeah, it was challenging. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, it was, it was challenging, and we've talked about this as we've set stuff up over the last couple of days. Um, you had an assistant match director, Greg Bell, and he was like, hey. Oh, okay, so let me, let me go. <laughs> Greg showed He's like, hey, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, man. And he showed up. Now, I have a theory about that. I have a theory because, you know, Greg has shot this three times. Yes. And Greg, everybody knows Greg. Everybody loves Greg. He's a nice guy. I believe that all the guys that are long-term AG Cup shooters – said, hey, dude, somebody's go go help this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I, I'm real, pretty sure that's probably true. And, uh, you know, but, and he did. I mean, I had the course of fire set when he got here, but he goes, you know, Greg, hey, Mr. Tom, you, you know, I think maybe, maybe we can make those targets a little smaller. Just a suggestion. Yeah, yeah just, just you, a suggestion. do what you want, you know. But he's just, he's just such a, he's such a yeah. great guy, man. He's such a nice guy, and he was so helpful, but all his suggestions were helpful. I took some of them. I didn't take all of them. But, man, mm-hmm. he was – it was different because he came at this as a guy that had shot three AG Cups. And I'm coming yep. at it as a guy that's, like, trying to make a challenging match but not stupid. Right. It's super easy to make a hard match. Yeah. What's really difficult is, is to mi- make a match that's hard but doable. Right. You know, that's – that's man, that's that's the sweet spot, dude. And it's really – hard to do so you've asked me for some feedback and i've given given you some feedback and you're like okay cool um thanks for letting me know and i think shrinking those targets down because we talked about it some of the stages were easy they were designed for people to try and go fast slip one off an edge now you're you're down a point you didn't get the stage win somebody that maybe runs it slower but more effectively gets the stage win cleans it whatever we talked about that last night and I told you, I was like, hey, I talked to the three champs, and they said, you know, day one, yeah, there were some easy stages. Yeah, there were some hard stages. 
And then I asked that same person today and I was like, Hey, you said it was a little easier on day one. What is it? He's like, this is what all 30 stages should be like. Yeah. And I will tell you, man, going back he's to like, the first, he's age- like, I'm getting destroyed right now, but I'm still having way more fun. Yeah. And you know, he, uh, you're probably talking about clay. No, not, not clay. Okay. Well, clay, clay, great guy, man. Great competitor. He, he told me today, he says, man, I want to tell you something. He goes, it's actually fun to be at a match. And I come off a stage with a five and no, I'm not out of it. Yep. He goes, that is absolutely never happens. He goes, he goes, guys are getting five, six, four, sevens on 10, 10, 12 round stages and they're not out of it. Right. And, and that's, this is the only match I think that could ever happen. Right. And we, at least and we talked about today. that earlier is like, he cleaned the first stage. He dropped one on the second stage, and then he dropped four on a twelve-round stage. You do that at any two-day match, and you're basically out of it. Oh sure, yeah. right? But he sees eight, and then he drops. You know, he gets a six on another stage, and he's like, "Well, do I go for stage wins, or like, what do I do?" Yeah. And then he he told me the hardest mat, the hardest stage he's probably ever shot was that truck. Yeah, and and I it kicked butt, and we talked about it earlier about the wind. Mm-hmm. I think again that wind on the close target, the wind is a little bit shielded. Yep. Second target, full, full through that cut between yep. those trees, and so now you and let's say let's say you missed it or you you saw a little something there, and then you're like, okay, I saw that, so I'm taking that wind with me to the next distance. Well, those next targets are a little bit sheltered. So now your, your bullet's still affected by the wind as it goes to that gap, but then then it's not so much again at the end. Right. So, so you don't need to take the foot. That really, that was really hard for those guys. You know, I, yeah. That it, was a very, very tough stage. It was, but it wasn't the only very, nine. Yeah. Nine crushed souls. The gate, I mean, mm-hmm. the, I mean, like all of them today, the barricade, stage seven, same yep. thing. Uh, the, the, how many, so, you know, Brandon Haywood sitting here beside us. So while we're, while we're talking, I'm just going to ask him if he would pull up uh, today's hit percentage uh, winner and then just kind of take a look at it. And then uh, yeah. it's just, because that, that would be interesting because we know, we know the winner from day one and right. two shot a 90. Yeah. So today was 83. Okay, that's the winner. But now he actually sh- shot. Who was second place? Clay. With what? 78. And that's, I think that's about where the AG Cup needs to be. Mm-hmm. Because to make these guys shoot less than 70, 80%. It, it would just be the stupidest thing where then now luck's becoming evolved and stuff. You know, you're talking about how good is your, your gun. And right. What's like the that. cone of fire on your gun? And you, right. and you actually put the forethought into that because we shot a KYL rack at 550 and the smallest target was two inches. But you taped that target out of the way so that one wasn't in place. So it went from 11 inches to four inches, which is doable. It's a sub-MOA target at that 550 range, but you didn't put the two up two inch out there you were no and you, i didn't you because, took that one away because now it's now you got a little bit of luck going on yeah because let's say you just had that two inch target out there and guys and you said shoot 12 rounds of that two inch target in the exact same wind it, 
yeah. it's hit or miss, and that that's not what I want this match to be. Right. You know, I don't. And uh, but again, that's always going to be the challenge. So, you know, I, you know, I think, man, I think today was about right. Yeah, I think today was about right. Definitely the hardest day of AG Cup ever. Ever, yeah. But but I want to I want to say something, guy, that I think is going to be really interesting. I remember five or six years ago um, talking to scouting. Mm-hmm. We're on a, we're doing a show or something, and we're we're talking about just the match. I, I think I was doing a soundbite for something he needed, and I was like, you know, here's the thing. It's like. A few years ago, a thousand yards was the Holy Grail. Do yeah. y'all remember when it's like, I shot a thousand yards? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, it's a mile now. It's like, mm-hmm. and it's not even like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, now, you know, these six BRs and dash, yeah, that's, that mile's still challenging. That's a stretch. But all you got to do is pick up your 65 Creedmoor, load it right, get your gun. I mean, the mile's not that yeah. bad anymore. You know, yeah. it's really not. You're going to hit it. Um, and you're probably going to be fairly consistent at it, right? Right. So we went from a few years ago, a thousand yards is the Holy Grail, to a mile now is like the Holy Grail. Right. Everybody wants to shoot a mile. This range has a mile target on it that when members come and shoot the mile target, if they hit it, they get a coin. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that's now the standard where yeah. a thousand yards was. And so I want to I want to make a thing. Guy, you were at the first AG Cup. Yep. Do you remember the tower on top of the Con Exit Arena? The, the, the one, yes, I do. The only person to clean that thing, I think that it was Derek Love. Derek Love was the only only person that cleaned that stage. And in, he, in the rain. <laughs> and he crushed it fast. But let me tell you something. That was a 9, 10, 11, 12, 1,300-yard stage. Yep. The Ipsics were all the same size on that stage, and they were humongous. The, I remember just trying to lift them up to hang them. Were they were they Iron Maidens or were they? Yeah, they were Iron Maidens. Yeah, they, yeah, they were huge. I don't even remember how big they were. Uh, they are forty inches tall and they weigh about eighty pounds apiece. But they're but I'm talking width. They're like twenty. I think they're twenty by forty. Okay, so twenty inches wide. We had one clean. Yeah. Right, and um, and and it kicked butt. Mm-hmm. So this year we had the exact same stage. Yeah. With seventeen inch wide Ipsix. Yeah. And, it, and the scores were higher this year than they were just five years ago. Five years ago. On a target, a quarter, again, yeah. well, not a quarter, but considerably. Three inches smaller. Right. That tells you something about where we are. Where we've come from yeah. and where we are now. Right. Like, are we going to have to make it a 12-inch in two years? It's very possible. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, but we'll see. It's exciting. Um, but you know, we shall see. Yeah. So with you saying we shall see, this was, um, as of today, there is no AG Cup Series affiliated or on the schedule with the PRS. And everybody, I've talked to numerous people that are like, oh, man, I want to shoot you know, I want to try my luck at Matt Sprouse, who all rode all weekend for you. He's like, I want to shoot the AG Cup next year. I'm like, it's not on the schedule, man. So what's the plan for the AG Cup? Okay, you must not have been here when I announced it today. I was, but the people listening oh, God. are not. Okay, so I will tell you the truth, guys. Um, the, um, and, and now, a, lo- a lot of this story, 
a lot of this story has a lot to do with me just personally more so than the event itself. Let's just get that straight. So the first AG Cup was, I had this idea and, and I will just go back and tell you a little bit about, you know, I've been involved in the NRA sports, uh, Camp Perry, I've been there several times, a service rifle, three gun. I, I got my, you know, I kind of got my feet wet in competition shooting in three gun. Well, that's not true. I actually, I was a sergeant major at AMU, so I was exposed to all of it. Yeah, you were exposed to everything. So I was exposed to all of it, played in it, dabbled in it, shot it here, there, and whatever. I was never a competitor, let's say, until I went to the first three-game match. I was like, okay, now I like this. So I started shooting it and enjoyed it and, mm -hmm. and uh, made friends, people that are still good friends from that sport. And I'm like, man, this is really cool. This is up my alley. But I saw three-gun just lightning speed rocket ship just grow in popularity mm -hmm. and it was everywhere every weekend yep. like prs is now i and used to shoot down in phoenix city i used to shoot the multi-gun matches down yeah there. and i saw the sport was very very wide and very shallow because it was there was three gun matches everywhere all over the country and it was a three gun match yep okay PRS a few years ago, and this is going back some days, all right? So do you remember Patrick Morris and uh, his family? Anyway, it was, they were, the Morrises, they mm -hmm. they're farmers down in Louisiana. And 10 years ago, eight, nine years ago, probably, they won every, the dad or the sons, they, they were the best three uh, PRS shooters. And it wasn't even PRS. They were just the best long-range precision rifle shooters there. And they just got out of it. Like, yeah, well, you just win them all and, you know, or just show up. What do you do? And Matt Brousseau, uh, I remember a few years ago, I was talking to Matt. He's a friend of mine. And I was like, hey, man, why aren't you shooting much anymore? He's like, dude, I just, I've won so many matches. I don't need another certificate. I don't right. need another, you know, I don't need another chassis or stock or, or bag or gun case, you know. And uh, so... So that, that, that kind of turned the light bulb on for me. It was like, here we are in the same boat that 3Gun was a few years ago. And I have friends that started companies like making shell caddies and, and uh, mag holders and stuff for 3Gun. Yeah. And they all went out of business when 3Gun kind of lost, lost its edge. And We're saying goodbyes here, folks. Love Give you. us a second. Love you. Thank you so much. I'll call you tomorrow. Call me tomorrow. Okay, thank you. That's Christy Hembry, and uh, the behind-the-scenes computer whiz. Yeah, she's 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 man. Love that girl. Love her dear, very dearly, dear friend. Um, so I was like, hey, we've got to do something to grow tall, not just wide. Right. Because organizationally and institutionally, you know, the more people involved, the better it is, right? Yeah. And that's and Paris has done a great job of inclusion. Yeah. But we all hit the same ceiling. And it's, it's, it's out. And it's very low, right? So the guys that are like, man, I've won every match I've shot this year. I'm not, you know, what's the point? It costs me a lot to go do it. I, yep. I, I get another certificate. I walk the prize table, whatever. Uh, and that's what, like, alarm bells started going off in my head. I was like, hmm. Seen this, seen this before. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so that's, that's where I came up with the first AG Cup. But So I've done that. It became part of the PRS, and, and the PRS has done a very good job of it. Uh, but... The, P the AG Cup being a standalone match, invitation only, 
was exciting. It was new. Mm-hmm. The sponsors were super excited to support it. They were like, yep. oh, my gosh, we want to be a part of this. And uh, then when it became a series a few mm-hmm. years later, which was good for the PRS, and I always support the PRS, and I'm, I was happy to yep. do that. Uh, the sponsors are like, I'm already supporting AG Cup, the, the AG Cup series, right. which the, the championship that, that I run is is a standalone match. It's not a part of the PRS, although you qualify to get here through the PRS. Through the PRS. My rules are a little different. I do things a little different. That's fine. But it it kind of, there's there's a limited resources when it comes to sponsorship dollars. Now, the, diff- the difference about the AG Cup is every single sponsor dollar that comes in goes back to the shooters. Plus, right. the shooter money goes back. Every you know all of it. The the sponsor dollars go back, uh, and then as the title sponsor, you know I cover everything else and put more money back to the shooters. Right to keep it viable. But that's where you grow tall. Right. Because now you have to have a place for these guys. They're like. Uh, you know, what am I going to do? Go shoot another local match and win it? Uh, okay, well, here's something I can go win money. Yeah. Like I substantial can. money. I mean, a $30,000 check at one time, man, that's, that's, that's substantial money. Absolutely. Right? I mean, that, that, that's, that's life-changing money for a lot of people, you know? Heck yeah, it is. I mean, that's, you know. So I want to keep that going. And so over the last couple of years, I'm like, man, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to be a part of a series? Do I want to make it back a standalone? Do I really want to do the work? Do I want to be out there, you know, at 54 years old, putting stakes and targets in the ground? Because Armageddon Gear doesn't have a lot of resources when it comes to, like, people. There's companies, I think, that you know, they have marketing people. They have, you know, they have, they have right. a, a lot of people that take a load off uh, and could do something like this easier. But. Until one of them does, I think I'm just going to have to keep doing it. So, yes, everybody's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because I let the word out that I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. But me, personally, as Tom Fuller, I'm in a different place in my life mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, I, I actually was able to step – I was able to put the work into this event with love and love, care, and respect and be like, I'm going to give this what I have for it. And – and man, just my attitude being different mm-hmm. because I'm at a different place in my life made this such a fun event for me. And right before the award ceremony, I, said, I talked to Ken Wheeler. I said, man, I, I, I think I'm going to go a different route. I don't know what I'm going to do, but let's, let's not do the series again. And I'm come back in and I sit down and I eat and I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to the guys. And I'm like, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do it again next year, but it'll be a different venue. Let me go chew on it. Let me relax from this one and figure out what it is. And I'm watching everybody sit around, eat and talk and laugh and, and you've got the absolute, without question, the best precision rifle shooters in the world sitting in this room, correct? Yep, 100%. Uh, and I'm like, man, if I don't do this again, who's going to? Right. And I just was like, I got up, walked across the table, sat down at Ken's table, and I said, hey, man, let's do it one more year. If you'll run the series again, I'll do the cup one more year, and we'll see what happens. And he's like, okay. And so I stood up and said, we're doing it again. So... It'll be one more year. I if I I announced it just an hour ago, mm-hmm. so I still have to talk to the folks at Clinton House. I would like to do it here again. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, um, and I think they will have this place even more developed. I think they will. And but I still hope they keep that backside shooters off of it. I, mm-hmm. I'm actually going to ask them. Look, that's a hunting part of the range, yep. so I don't Absolutely. think they will anyway. But I was like, please don't let nobody go shoot out there. You know, just let's let's give these guys a chance. If somebody's going to go shoot deer or coyote. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, not 
not set up a bunch of targets and start figuring wind out. Yeah, in practice. Um, but, I, you know, because I think going to day three to be in a place that no one's ever laid eyes on yeah. is, is very unique yeah. in PRS. Oh, yeah, 100%. Very unique in PRS. And, and that really did make day three special, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, we're I doing mean, it again. The only thing that I can think of that's comparable is when GTI came onto the scene. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's an old demilled nuke facility mm-hmm. or whatever. That it's a nuke facility, like it's an old power plant, like nobody'd ever done anything before. And then they turned it into a shooting range. Mm-hmm. But now that they've had a bunch of matches there, people kind of know the layout, kind of know the facility. But that first year, that first two years, like when it was still fresh, man, that was that was the jam. Well. And that that can be the same thing. And this place is 2,600 acres. There's got to be more crazy little spots. Yeah, I've wrote it. I've wrote it. I've looked at it. Um, you know, maybe there is. I, I don't know. So far, there's not. But it, obviously, these guys aren't a bit scared to take a track hoe and <laughs> make a range. I mean, I, <laughs> no, they're so not. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, it's, it's going to happen again in 2024. Um, but, and, and I'll tell you this, I'm committed to, uh, to making it better than this one and i feel like this one was as good as any of them absolutely you know so um i'm, I'm gonna make it better and you know a lot of things the course of fire means everything too right yep. you know but the camaraderie the the hanging out the 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 being with the the top shooters all hanging together that's a big part of the fun too so absolutely well five years mm-hmm. five successes I mean, I don't know what five times, however much money we've given away in five years is, but it's Ooh, a lot. Yeah, that's that would you know when you include the series. Oh God, I don't even know where uh, to begin with that. When you, when you include, so last year we gave almost sixty thousand dollars away in the series, and then seventy five thousand in the purse. So that's just at this match. So yeah. that's you know you're looking at close one hundred thirty five thousand something like that. We've we've done that again this year. So there's you know three hundred thousand close. Uh, you add it up, it's half a million bucks, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sure, over the years on this. Uh, and you remember the first year we had, we actually had cash, cash. in the cup? Yeah, cash <laughs> in the cup. I could do that again, and that was kind of cool for Shock Factor. Made a really good clip for TV. But, uh, yeah, but the winner was flying home to to to, to Washington. Yeah, to Washington State. It's like, man, I, I just don't feel I'll take comfortable $10,000 <laughs> of cash in my, in my carry-on. I mean, because yeah. you can only fly with like 10000 before they pull you into the little side that's, room. That's international. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you, he'd probably get still pulled into the side little room. Probably, ask, yeah. What are you doing, sir? But, yeah, man, I, I, I think it's a great thing. And if you do it uh, – if you do it next year, like, I know me and Brandon standing here will be back. Like, yeah, I'll put in, I'll put in the block leave. You let me know, and we'll we'll block it out. And yeah, call me early. I'll put it on the schedule. And yeah, they ask, thank you so much, man. We'll get out yeah, let, me, let, let me turn the tables on you, man. This is your podcast, but your listeners they they know you from the podcast, and I'm sure some of them know you personally, but most of them probably don't know you personally. But you are one of the hardest working dudes I've ever met. And when I say you know, just hard, willing to go do the, the, the work, mm-hmm. you know, but you have a, you, you just have that just, man, what, what needs to be done attitude, man. And, and 
a lot of people say they have that, but you, you really do have that. What do I need to do? And, and I look at you and I said, dude, I hate to do this to you, <laughs> but, but hang banners. Hey, look, I hope there's a bunch of sponsors listening out there. Let's get rid of banners. Everybody needs wind flags. Just wind flags. That's oh, it. man. Wind banners. flags would be amazing. No, I'm, I'm actually, you know what? 2024 AG Cup. No banners allowed. <laughs> do a great badass wind flag. Do one of those big things that wobbles around at the car lot. I don't care. Just, you know, I just don't want the, the banners. Oh, my gosh. The work to hang those in a field fire match? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Pound and pickets or, you yeah. know. Well, we so you sent me to the store and we bought two boxes of self-tapping screws and four boxes of bungees. And... We either we screwed everything into the into the range on stage one through twenty, but we were able to screw up two banners on the thousand and the thirteen hundred. Everything yep. else had to have a pickets pounded and bungees and yep. everything else like that. Oh, I mean, because so, you got hey, you, look, want, you want to share the I sponsors. I there's some entrepreneurial guys out here. So hey, if you're listening to this podcast. You know, so we're shooting these stages. We got people with cell phones taking pictures. We got people taking videos. We've got podcasts. We've got video live streaming. We've got a TV crew out here. Figure out a way to have a company logo present at the stages in a field environment without having to go out, pound pickets in the ground, stretch it out, stretch bungee cords. It is the most time-consuming thing you could ever imagine. There's got to be a way. Remember the first year when we literally covered all of Arena in oh my in banners word yeah you i yes then because we were also using them to block the, the shooter's view down on the low side that's true and oh my lord like shot cord for, for days we probably had which was the horrible idea ever we probably had a hundred banners and on the actual stages mm-hmm. and then we probably had another 60 banners on the clubhouse and the main house and in yeah. between everything and by the fire it was you know what this reminds me of you know that tv commercial are you tired of hanging christmas lights getting on ladders <laughs> get the star shine and just stick it in the ground and shines it up in the air onto the wall let's do that oh man let's just do that i love it yeah, little bitty projector you stick in the ground program with a logo in it, and it shines up into the air and somehow projects. I don't know. Well, no, then you have to hang a backstop for it to shine on. <laughs> okay, that idea is shot down. <laughs> hang like two of those and then just have a cycle of all of the logos on the projector. Yeah, yeah we've okay, got to figure something out. Uh, dude, there's got to figure something there's, out. Hey, look, there's money in this, guys. Yeah. There's money. Banners. Are you kidding me? I mean, look, I'm happy to hang them because the sponsors sent them and they want the love and everybody yep. gets to see it. But how do we do it even better? And, and you know, wind flags are even, you know, they're a lot easier, but just the time consumption of, of of trying to give the guys love. We'll always do it because oh, absolutely. because they deserve it and they're, they're supporting this event. But, yeah, anyway, banners suck. But thank you, Guy, so much. He's been here from the very first one. I got a feeling if we do this another 20 years, you'll be here. I know Haywood will. I know you will. And I appreciate it so much, guys. I mean, like, the work you guys do to make this go off uh, is it, it, it's admirable. And I appreciate it. You got the hard so job. Much. We just have to run around and take the, that vision in your head and just help you make it happen. Yeah. So. So, so do you get feedback from your, your listeners? People message me. 
they okay. message me and yeah. they'll say, hey, I really like that one or this was a good one. Okay. Or, so here's, here I have an idea. Even if they're not shooters, even if, they're, even if they are shooters and they're not like the shooters that compete here, I've always had the idea to do a match where every stage is its own match. So that was how the that was the AG Cup idea. Right. When I started, I was like, I want to do. Do you guys remember when we did the side stages with the Texas Star? I think we need to bring that back. And we did the side stages with the spinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm thinking about an entire match. Let's say a 20 stage match, and every stage is something like that, Ooh. something kind of off the wall. And instead of paying a thousand dollars entry free, every stage costs you fifty dollars. If you want to reshoot it, you can another fifty dollars, and whatever that stage earned goes back plus the sponsor money that comes in as well so i'm thinking it's like a carnival atmosphere mm-hmm. over here's a texas star over there's a spinner over here's like a steel challenge at three to six hundred you know just like fun fast you know in, in you know engaging you can even do teen, like small targets like a field fire with little targets you, you could do you could do some fun stuff yeah yeah, yeah. You, you know, do a, do a long yeah. rifle stage, do a carbine yes. stage, do a pistol stage. Yes, that was yeah. Twenty-two, uh, rimfire, air rifle, just like a carnival atmosphere with guns. You know, I'm down. Yeah, wouldn't it be fun? It it, would. It's it's not undoable. Yeah, just somebody got to do it. You know, we got to make it happen. Somebody got to make it happen. Awesome. Well, I know it, we said in about an hour we'd be hitting that 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 crash point, and I'm. I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tune this off. We're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna say goodnight, folks. Uh, Tom, as always, great match. Everybody enjoyed it. You put on another one. I'll be back. Thank Brandon you. will be back. Everybody will be back because you're putting it on. Because you're the man with the idea, and you're the one that made this happen. And everybody loves coming shooting this match because it is a match where you can drop points and still come out on top. Yeah, as we've seen. Awesome. So thank you, sir. Much appreciated. Thank you. Okay, folks, thanks for listening to another GD podcast. If you like the show, be sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcast from. If you want to follow us over at Instagram, you can do that at, at another GD podcast, all one word. If you guys have any comments or podcast ideas for myself, if you think there's somebody out there in the shooting community or really the outdoors community in general and you think I should interview them, go ahead and drop me a line at guy.demarco.84 at gmail.com and drop me a note or just tell me that I'm doing awesome or that I need to step up my game. You let me know. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you around.